here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Everything Evolves, the world's only podcast devoted exclusively to Evolve Wrestling. We are a proud member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network, which you can find at VoicesOfWrestling.com or on the podcast app of your choice. If you're looking for us on Twitter, we are at EvolvePod. And if you're looking for Aaron and Aaron uh, independently, I'm Aaron Bentley. I'm at Aaron Like the Car, and I'm joined by your co-host Aaron Taub, who is at AP Taub. Folks, If you're listening to us on the podcast app or if you own a computer, please go to iTunes or the App Store, wherever the hell you have to go. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Like, if you want to be friends with us, you have to do this. That's all there is to it. Uh, We won't accept your friendship unless you've left us a rating and review on the App Store. We're also on Google Play, but neither of us really knows how that works. So do something there, too. I'm joined, of course, by Aaron Taub, uh, the man of the hour, the celebrity judge, I've heard. Uh, he's apparently getting really big. So, like, what's going on, Aaron, that you have evolved into a verified media celebrity? Wow. Um, I don't know if I would go that far, but I was a judge uh, Friday night at the uh, Street Fight Radio versus WrestleSplania Comedy Smackdown at Littlefield in Brooklyn. Um, it was the coolest. It was like the coolest I've ever been in my life. The closest to being like actually cool I've ever gotten. Wait, wait, um, wait. you're telling me that hosting a wrestling podcast is not the coolest you've ever been? I mean, this was even... This was next level. I'm sorry to say it. <laughs> wow. I was rubbing shoulders with the elite of Twitter leftist media. I got to hang out in the green room. I met Alex Press, Ricky Rawls, Tim Faust, all of the top media wow. celebs. I, I met guess- Brunt. <laughs> I guess my okay. favorite part was like the listing of the celebrity judges. And it's like Ricky Rawls. Uh, I forget who the other one was. Alex, Alex Press yeah. and Aaron Dow. And I was like, okay, I'm going to click on each of these people and see like how many followers they have. Oh, they're all like serious people. <laughs> yeah. They were like 20,000, 15,000. 
the number that Aaron Tao has that I won't repeat. Yeah, it's not as many, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I had a great time. Uh, the WrestleSplania and Street Fight show was awesome. Um, uh, I got to meet Kath again. I met Rachel. Like everyone was super sweet. Um, I've been friends with Brian from Street Fight on the internet for a long time, and finally got to meet him in person. And yeah, it was awesome. I had an amazing time. Everyone was very kind and warm. And so shout out to everyone involved in that for for having me. And uh, yeah, it was kind of terrifying because like the way it was set up is that like th- there were like three rounds and e- each round um, they like the WrestleSplania women like had to um, like had a had to like explain something or like give their drug tips or like give their, you know, their favorite hustle. And then the Street Fight Boys like had to speak on like the same category um, and then it was us, the judges, to, like, decide who did better that round. And, like, you had to think of something clever to say, which is just horrifying. I've never been in that many, in front of, in front of like, that many people and kind of just had to improv. Because um, it was, like, there were just 100 people there. And they would, like, come to me and they'd be like, Aaron, like, who do you vote for? And it was just, like, horrifying trying to think of something. Um, did you say it was fine? No, no, I did good this time. <laughs> Um, the, you know, it was a really hot crowd. Like it was a great crowd. So like all my little jokes, like landed well enough that it wasn't embarrassing. It was good. Cause it was like a it was like my girlfriend was there and then like, it wasn't planned this way, but, uh, there was just like a lot of socialists there from the de- from the democratic socialists of America. So there were just like three or four people that I just sort of like knew independently from like organizing life who were at this thing and maybe didn't even know that uh their friend aaron has a niche wrestling podcast uh out there so um yeah so so they so they helped me out um it was a great time um we're hoping to have uh brian quinby from street from street fight on our show for our wrestlemania review show so uh look forward to that and uh yeah we're trying to get some more guests we've put some feelers out to uh some people in the wrestling industry um no takers yet it was kind of surprising you think you know you're running all around the world calling yourself the bernie sanders of professional wrestling and you don't want to go on the bernie sanders of professional wrestling podcast it's just surprising to me wow (laughs) heavy shots for me i'm just saying i just feel like you know there's just like a lot of Twitter leftists out there, and uh, I don't know. Kind yeah. of disappointing. Yeah, if you didn't get a chance to check us out yet on the Voices of Wrestling flagship this week, when Aaron and I helped to uh, preview the Evolve weekend, uh, there were some comments about Twitter leftists and that some people are just socialists in the tweets and Tories in the streets. And it sounds like we might have another person to add to that list. Yeah, I just feel like if people are really serious about dismantling capitalism, they'll be my friend. (laughs) Right, obviously. I mean, there's no real greater tool to dismantle capitalism than the Everything Evolves podcast. I think nothing in all of human history has done more to advance workers' rights than than this show. So uh, get on board now, people. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So speaking of uh, 
direct action. I do want to give a shout out. I'm I am podcasting live from the Commonwealth of Kentucky, where teachers all across the Commonwealth are walking out on their jobs uh, from their schools because the legislature here at the 11th hour attached an awful pension bill to a sewage bill, which is kind of a little too on the nose, if we're being honest, and uh, has is trying to completely destroy the pension system for Kentucky teachers, uh, which is even worse because due to the pension system they already had, they were not permitted to be involved in the Social Security system. So if they lose their pensions, they will literally have no retirement. So uh, in response to that, teachers all over the Commonwealth walked out, and a lot of them went to Frankfurt, our capital today, to confront the governor and their legislators. And I just want to give a big shout out to all the Kentucky teachers. I'm sure some are listening. And just let uh, make sure they know that everything evolves stands in solidarity with them. Yeah. Shout out to the teachers in Kentucky. Shout out to the teachers in Oklahoma. Absolutely. Shout out to the teachers in West Virginia. It's it's really, really inspiring to see. And I, I hope they keep fighting because, um, I don't know, teachers are like the most important job in society or like definitely top five. And I don't know. It's absurd that like I make more money than a lot of teachers and my job is completely useless. I could like fall off the face of the earth tomorrow and uh, it wouldn't matter at all. Um, but like the teachers walk off their jobs and like, it's a real fucking problem. Cause like teachers are important in children's lives. Um, so, so yeah, it's really inspiring to see. Um, yeah, it's a great lesson from teachers, thankfully, uh, of how powerful workers still are in this country. You have power. We are many, they are few use your power. Uh, I'm just so excited about it. It's like people are really realizing the power that they have as workers, and I'm pumped about it. Absolutely. And the one thing to keep in mind is that these workers are acting collectively, right? You need to act collectively. That way you have more power, because if you act individually, sometimes you make demands and you don't have the power to back them up. Um, So, um, yeah, shifting gears, Fred Yehi is no longer with Evolve Wrestling. (laughs) And... uh, in the February 23rd Newswire, uh, we learned that Evolve and Fred Yeh have reached and Fred Yeha have reached an impasse in contract negotiations and will amicably part ways immediately. We thank Fred for all his contributions. The door is open on both sides for a return in the future. So that's why you got to work with your fellow workers. Yes, uh, I think it's safe to say that the understanding I have is that Fred asked for more money in these negotiations and the demand wasn't met. And uh, yeah, I think AT is right on the nose that sometimes the power, well, the power of one is never as much as the power of, of the collective. And uh, unfortunately our, our good friend, Mr. Yehi uh, came to learn this apparently. So I'm sad to see Fred go from evolve. Um, even if I wasn't always his biggest fan, he always brought something different to the shows and gave us a little, um, you know, it just wasn't the same as all the other matches. So I appreciated that. And he he's always trying to do something interesting, I think. It doesn't always land with me, but I appreciate the effort in trying to be different and bring something different uh, to wrestling. So I'm sorry to see him go, um, but they said that the door was open for return in the future. So maybe we'll see Fred again 
in the Evolve universe. Yeah, I agree. It was, it's kind of, um, it was shocking to see um, in the sense that he did feel like a fixture on the roster, even if he'd kind of been lost in the shuffle recently, like sort of storyline wise, but they had that big promo about how he's the savage weight and, you know, he's the Spanish inquisition and whatever. Um, and so it, it was kind of a weird sort of direction to go right before he left. But um, yeah. Um, yeah. Sad to see him go. And in, in some sense, um, we'll see kind of, what happens? I think that this is a promotion with a lot of talent on the come up and we'll, we'll see, you know, who steps up to fill that role. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately it says a lot that I don't, I don't think Fred has any bookings on mania weekend. And perhaps that tells the story of the individual power that, that Fred had at this point, that he's just uh, unfortunately for him, not in demand on the high level indie scene. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. It was like a bad leftist take by me, I guess, to to make light of it, because we do want to support uh, wrestlers asking for more money and getting what they deserve. So absolutely. Shouldn't, I shouldn't have been rude. I spoke hastily. Um, there was an opportunity for a joke and I made it and it wasn't fair. God, Fred didn't. <laughs> deserve. No, no, seriously, that was shitty of me. Um, so I apologize for that. And I, I you know. I hope that he is able to like make good money doing the thing that he loves to do. Of course. I think your point stands that a, a organized wrestling sure. workforce would, would be more. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, we don't make fun of people. It was rude to, to joke about someone trying to make demands individually. Um, but yeah, collective action is always more effective. Yeah. Fred should only work for what he thinks he's worth. Absolutely. Right. I couldn't, I couldn't support him more in that. Um, now, speaking of someone who is individually in high demand, William Osprey uh, is booked on several of the WWN shows and uh, throughout Mania Weekend. Unfortunately, after a very intense match with Marty Skrull at uh, this weekend's Sakura Genesis in New Japan Pro Wrestling, not looking like, well, it's not clear whether Will is going to be able to appear at Mania Weekend. He was injured pretty badly when he attempted a one-man Spanish fly off the apron to the ground and uh, banged his head really hard on the mat, so hard that it completely cut him open. And honestly, I was surprised he was able to finish the match as well as he was able to. A, finish the match at all. B, he didn't seem to miss a beat as far as uh, what was supposed to happen the rest of the match. Uh, Great match. Uh, but it may have led to Will not appearing at Mania Weekend, AT. Yeah, I hope we see him. I was really looking forward to that Will Ospreay AR Fox match. Um, I hope he heals up, and I hope to see him, but you know, you don't want him to hurt himself further. Yeah, I hope he makes the decision that's best for Will Ospreay. And, um, but selfishly, I hope the best decision for Will Ospreay <laughs> winds up being that he wrestles against AR Fox. Yeah, I don't think I've seen Osprey live as I'm thinking about it. Pretty sure I haven't. So it would it would be really cool to get to see him. Yeah, I saw him at um one of those Ring of Honor shows. I've seen him twice uh, at Ring of Honor. Yeah, he's he's fun. Would he I don't think he was on the Ring of Honor New Japan show in Chicago that I went to. 
So. He was, yeah, he was on the, the, one of the Manhattan Mayhem shows here in New York. And then last year's Super Card of Honor. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him. So I'll be bummed uh, if he doesn't make it. Uh, the only other big news item that's come out uh, recently, at least, is that uh, WWN and WWE are going to be collaborating a little bit over Mania Weekend. It was announced just a little bit before we started this show that Access, WWE Access, is going to have a couple of tournaments. And it seems like some of that is going to involve WWN talent. What we know is that uh, Keith Lee is going to wrestle Cassius Ono, the former Chris Hero, at Access. And Walter will also be taking on Cassius Ono. The uh, release also mentioned, quote, a WWN championship match. Although we don't know who would be involved in that. I don't know if that's uh, Gabe not wanting to spoil who the champion is going to be when that match happens at Access. But that's all we know. Anything, AT, that, uh, that you thought when seeing that WWN and WWE are going to be collaborating for Access? I think it's interesting in the sense that, you know, you also have progress involved. And so it's kind of it's kind of fascinating that like, um, you know, the WWN or WWE rather is sort of like collecting all of its territories for this, uh, these access shows. But also like you couldn't pay me to go to any of these. You know, like I know that there's going to be that Sunday show that starts at 8 a.m. And there's going to be like a WWN championship match, like a progress tag team championship match. Like, I just don't care. Like access is just, it just seems like the most basic, like horrific WWE fans go to access. And even if the matches are good, which I feel like they're not going to give you like a full, like 20 minute main event Epic. It's going to be like a thing that's happening, you know, while people are getting photos with Liv Morgan, you know, it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) like, like it's just like background noise. Um, it speaks to like the embarrassment of riches and the WWE sort of like the talent that's available to them that they can just do, you know, Walter versus Chris hero and have it be something that happens Saturday at 6 PM, you know, right before the big NXT show. Right. That's correct. Right. The NXT show is Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like, just this kind of like a little prelim match that they threw together and for their dinky convention. But like, uh, there's really no way you could see both. So weird. It, well, you could, but it, I don't know when that match is going to run on that six o'clock show. And then somehow you have to get to a different area to see the. Is, is Ono not booked for takeover? I have no idea. I'm sorry to say. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's take a look at Wikipedia. And what's going on over at the Smoothie King Center? <laughs> yeah. Because access happens in the Superdome, right? Uh, I don't. Sorry, that was my computer making the noise. That's like I'm doing Control F's. Um, I'm having trouble finding where it is. I'm looking at the access website. Hold on. Well, look, this is, is that the New Orleans Convention Center? Okay, well then that sounded really dumb what I just said. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't see Ono on this card so far. Yeah, for well, NXT. He, was, he was kind of like in a mid card match, basically just putting somebody over on the last show. So I guess that's not surprising. 
Yeah. So yeah, the WWE has a lot of talent and obviously they, it's kind of interesting that what a difference a year makes in the sense that like last year, WWE pulled Drew Galloway right out, right off the WWN super show. Yeah. At the very last minute to have him like sit in the crowd at NXT and now evolve and progress or joining hand in hand to be part of the big WWE convention shows. You know, sometimes you just have to shake hands with your oppressors and uh, see how far that gets you, I guess. Mm. So <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I will not be attending access. No, like I would like and also like if you're going to access and you aren't going because like someone else wants to go, like if you're going and you have children respect, we all have to make sacrifices, um, in raising, you know, kids. I, I respect it. Um, being a parent means eating shit from time to time, I think. But, um, but if you're going to access because you want to go to access, um, I usually don't make blanket statements like this. I'm usually very afraid of offending people. But if you're going to access just to go to access, like it makes me, if like that was the only thing I knew about you, I'd be like, mm, I don't think we'd be friends. <laughs> Do you think a lot of people who would already be going to access care about Keith Lee versus Chris Hero? No, I guess like, it's so weird. It's just like, it's because the WWE is just this like weird thing that like doesn't really have any connection to human beings and their right. like actual desires, you know, as, as you see sort of for us, we're in like year four or whatever of the Roman Reigns project. Like, right. um, it's like no one who's going to access is, was, will give a shit that Cassius Ono is wrestling Walter, but no one who would be excited about seeing that match live is going to go to fucking access instead of, I don't know. What's, what's that running Friday at five. So that's up against. Prog against like rev pro. Yeah. That's the evolve rev pro timeline. Yeah. Right. No one who would go to that show, no one who like is excited about that match is like, I'm going to go hang out at fucking access with the WWE universe chuds <laughs> instead of going to evolve or, or rev pro. Yeah. And the tickets are like 60 bucks a pop. It's like, I feel like it's a thing they're doing just to like, say that they're doing it just to like, I don't know, maybe try to skim a couple people off the rev pro show. I don't know. It's, it's perplexing. I just we'll hope see the matches, if it draws. I just hope the matches make tape and they're on the network at some point and I can watch them. That's really it. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be, or maybe that's why they're doing it. Maybe they're just doing it to have a little extra content for uh, the yeah. weekly NXT show. Yeah, that'd be that cool. would be good. Yeah. They did that, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was last year, but at some point. Yeah, they, two years ago, yeah, for sure. They, they ran access shows on the TV for a, for a couple of weeks. So maybe that's what we'll get. Um well, speaking of which shows we're going to be at on the weekend, I thought a fun way to go through this weekend and break down the WWN shows would be to go through the whole weekend and talk about which shows we're going to be at. Now, we're not going to preview every show. We're not going to even talk about all the matches on every show. We might mention one match on the shows we're not going to or that aren't WWN related. We're going to do in-depth breakdowns of those cards 
and basically just make jokes about the other cards. Okay, so uh, don't be scared off. This isn't going to be a flag, a nine-hour flagship uh, redux. It's just going to be us talking about what we're going to be doing. So if you want to hang out with the Aaron's and who doesn't, if you want to be inducted into the wrong boy click, you can find out where to find us. So the first show of the weekend, which AT did not even put on the run sheet, is GCW's Bloodsport. It goes down at 3 p.m. on Thursday, April 5th uh, at the Punch. I don't know. How do you say it? Puncher Train? Puncher Train. Puncher Train? I think so. That's what I'm calling it. The new PC. No, that, that, that wasn't good. I'm sorry. Yeah. PCT? I don't know. I'll work on that throughout the show. Uh, yeah. You just Aaron. Practice makes perfect. Thanks. Aaron, I don't think you'll be in New Orleans yet when, when the bell rings for Bloodsport. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't book my flight early enough. I was like, oh, Bloodsport. Uh, like, I'm booking it. I'll like, get a half day of working on Thursday. You will um, not do that. It was just, it was a stupid decision of me because you're going to the show, right? Most likely. That's some bullshit. Yeah, uh, like, we're going to, uh, Sarah and I are going to show up. We fly in at, like, 7 a.m., and we're going to use that morning to, like, walk around New Orleans and get to, actually, you know, see some things, because yeah, other, otherwise right. I'm going to be doing wrestling, so. Yeah. And, you know, if we're still doing stuff and it gets close to 3, then I'll probably skip it, but if um, we've kind of wrapped up and we're ready to do something, then it'd be hard to turn down uh, low key versus Matt Riddle at the Bloodsport show. Yeah, you got to do it. That's a great match. Uh, Chris Dickinson versus Dan Severn. It's gonna fucking own. I yeah, I was really kicking myself after these cards came out that I didn't book an earlier flight. Um, but uh, you live and learn, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I'll be there. So if you're there, I'll be there. Uh, later that night is really when the party kicks off. Evolve one hundred and two. At 8 p.m. Central Time. I guess the 3 p.m. Is that also Central Time? The Bloodsport start time? Yeah, I think so. I think so. That's going to confuse me probably all weekend. Yeah. So Evolve 102 at 8 p.m. Uh, Aaron, you're going to be there, right? Yes. All right. Let's go down this card. I'm going to be there. Uh, this will be, you know, it's only right to kick off the weekend in true wrong boy style with the Evolve card. And one of the best cards of the weekend, the main event of this show for the Evolve Championship, Zack Sabre Jr. takes on Matt Riddle. Zack's held the belt for over 400 days. He's had 13 successful defenses. Uh, Of course, he beat Timothy Thatcher for the title back in February 2017. He has way more defenses than some geek called Kazuchika Okada, whoever that is. Uh, Zack is obviously better than him no matter what happened the other day. I didn't watch the match because... If I didn't see it, it didn't happen. Uh, Matt Riddle on a little streak. He's put together a three-match win streak, uh, earned his title shot in a four-way elimination match in February when he beat Austin Theory, Darby Allen, and Jaka. And, you know, there's a little uh, there's a little history between the two. There was a good video that Evolve put out uh, building up this match, one of the mini docs. You should check it out on their YouTube channel. Uh, basically, these guys are one-on-one one at this point. Riddle beat Zach. At Mania Weekend 2016, when Riddle still has, like, uh, chin-length hair. It's very funny. Like, now in retrospect, it's very funny to look at how he looked at that point. Uh, And then Zach beat Riddle more recently at Evolve 86 in a non-title champion versus champion match when Riddle held the the WWN Championship. 
So this is going to be the big match on the first night of Mania Weekend. I don't know, A.T., what do you think about this one? Well, I'm looking forward to it in the sense that it's one of my most anticipated matches of the weekend because Zach has made every single title defense mean something. Because this title variant has been so great. I've talked about it on and on and on. I don't need to say more about it. Um, apparently, they just released a new mini-doc about Zach's title reign. Have you watched that? No, the, the last That's, one I've seen was yeah. the Zach and, and Riddle thing. I just found out about it. I almost want to like stop our show to go watch it. Um, but that'll be kind of weird. I don't know. What do you think? Should we should we take a break to watch the mini doc or just keep keep trucking? No, I think we're pretty. I mean, I think we know a lot about Zach's title right Yeah, now. we we've watched it. All right. Well, and we, and we know that Zach isn't going to do like a lot of promo time for the video. So. Right. The motion the motion to adjourn was uh, voted down, and uh, we continue. Uh, Ro- Roberts rules everything around me. You know. <laughs> my life um but yeah anyway non sequitur aside bringing it back to the wrestling yeah i'm really excited for this match i think that um zach's reign has been great and uh i want to i think that like they've done a decent job building it up like i think that they could have done more um but i guess the one thing that i that i that i have to say is like i really hope that matt riddle doesn't win because I think it would just be a bad decision. I think that they've they kind of like shot their wad on coronating Matt Riddle when he won the WWN championship at last year's WrestleMania weekend and his reign was like good but kind of forgettable. Like he had good matches, but there was never a time where I was I really felt invested in the championship. And if in this, one of the mini docs they did about the Zach Matt rivalry, it was just more of the same shit we see from Matt Riddle, like every three months about, oh, it's not going to be the same smiling bro. Like I'm really out there to be the champion. And then invariably it's the same smiling bro. Nothing matters. We wind up in the same place. Like if Matt Riddle wins this championship, we need to see something different from Matt Riddle. He need this character needs to evolve and progress, and he can't just keep being the same guy that he's been in this company for the past like two years now, um, because it's it's getting stale and not just with us. I think people love him and they're happy to see him, but I, I mean, if you look at sort of the progression that Zack Saber Jr. has made over the past like year and a half you know, during his title reign in the months leading up to it versus Matt Riddle, it's it's not really close. And I think that um, it would be, a, I, I think that it might happen, but I think it would be a huge mistake to, to sort of give the title to Riddle here because we already saw his title reign and it was fine. Yeah, I think it's highly likely that Riddle wins this match. It's going to be a real dour ending to night one of the weekend. Uh, But it just feels to me that that's where we're heading. I don't know if Zach is getting an increased role in New Japan and is going to be spending more time there. I don't know if I should be taking something from the fact that Zach hardly ever works in the United States anymore. He works PWG and he works Evolve and that's it. Uh, Only works random bar shows in, in New York City, apparently. But other than that, he doesn't really work anywhere. And 
I just Riddle seems like the guy who's definitely sticking and evolved for a while. Seems like a guy they can count on to be there. And if they go, if they give Zach the win in the rubber match, that seems that'd be a big statement, I think, about who's the better wrestler, you know, in the in a cafe perspective. And I agree that it would be a bad decision. Zach's title reign, I feel about Zach's title reign the same way I feel about Okada's title reign in a lot of ways, in that it needs to be used to help someone who needs it at some point. Like, we've often talked on this show that if you could build up a guy like Austin Theory, a guy like Darby Allen, somebody who could really use it, it would really propel them. Because if Riddle wins the title, Riddle can't take this company any higher. He can't increase the scope of this promotion, the interest in this promotion. Riddle is a known entity, and he he seems to be, Unless, like what you're saying, A.T., if he really changes, then yeah, maybe he can uh, get a little more spotlight on this promotion. But I don't think so. I think he's just going to be the same that he is, and that's going to mean that the promotion stays in the same place that it is. And honestly, if he's a champion and Zach leaves, the promotion is going to take a real step down as far as being compelling. Uh, So I don't know. I I think it's a bad decision, but – now, it may be a good decision for business purposes, things that we don't know from that perspective. But uh, I just don't think it, I don't see it going anywhere good. Right. And if he does win the championship, it just has to be like a challenge to him. Like it has to be a frank talk with him about like you would think, right, that Evolve Management would be like, we're putting this title on you, but you're going to have to raise your game along with the title. Otherwise, I think, like, you hold off, you try to use this weekend to build. If you have, if if what you're saying about Zach being in other countries is true, I don't know. Like, if that is the case, then you got to, you should use this weekend to build someone else up to another title shot and uh, pull the trigger on them. So, and there are some other people as we go through this these, these shows who I think might make uh, better champions. Well, here's the thing about... I want to say one more thing about Riddle, and you know, it kind of goes back to this individual versus collective uh, okay. discussion we were having earlier. Let's I think the take. Matt, I think Matt Riddle is most interested in his individual power. You know, I came on the show before and defended his uh, double booking himself and taking whatever the best thing that came along was, and I don't know, maybe that's. Maybe that's a bad take out of me because it is focused on the power of the individual uh, instead of the power of the collective. But I think a worker should use whatever power they have. But that those sort of behaviors indicate to me that Riddle is mostly focused on uh, what's good for him. And, that, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that seems to be how it is. So I think Riddle is going to focus more on how can he better his career And how can he better his position? I don't know that he's the guy who's going to really invest in how can I take Evolve to the next step? I don't know. Do you think I'm off base there, AT? I don't know. I think you're making a lot of assumptions about Matt Riddle's actual personality, Um, which I'm hesitant to make. He gave me a high five at the last show (laughs) that I went to. We're basically we're friends. So basically now, you're like the guys who are uh, taking up for the Briscoes because they were nice to them. 
that's a diff- that's a false. Um, that's kind of a straw man. Okay, it is. It is. So I'm not until that comes out and is like, bro, if one of my kids is gay, I'm going to shoot him. You know. <laughs> yes, I'm not like, implying that Matt Riddle is a homophobe. I just want to be clear. Yeah. Right. So that's different. Um, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to touch your take. Is what I'm saying. I'm just saying I think Matt Riddle voted for Gary Johnson. That's all I'm saying. Wow. All right. I mean, the weed thing, it it, it works. Um, I think you voted for Gary Johnson. All right. Well, I mean, we've discussed on the if show. If anyone knows who Matt Riddle voted for, <laughs> but Matt, if you ever want to come on this podcast. Oh, I would love that. After all of the mean things we've said about your work <laughs> and all of the mean things that Aaron has inferred about you as a person. Look, Aaron Bentley, not Aaron Taub. <laughs> I, you know, you're welcome to, and we'd love to hear who you voted for. Look, people were trashing Riddle for the double booking thing, and I came on the show and defended him. You did, and I went on Twitter and defended him uh, vociferously. So, but now you're tearing up him up for not giving enough to the company. No, I don't think he should give enough to the company. I think he should. Uh, I do think he should do what's best for him. Um, I mean, I. If we're choosing between the individual and the corporation, I'm going to go with the individual every time. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if we're looking at how this is going to affect the promotion, and that's all what right. I'm all right, all right. on this show, yeah, I don't know that Riddle's the guy. That I would agree with. Okay. Well, I'm glad we came to uh, uh, an agreement on this point. Me too. Look, speaking of, no, I have nothing. The next match. <laughs> you know what I would call the next match, AT? What would you call it, AB? I'd call it the definition of a dream match. Mm. Say, you know, I was just thinking that. <laughs> you know, you and me and Gabe, we think a lot alike. Yeah. So this next match Three is built. Three great minds. Oh, yeah. Thinking together. This next match is built as the definition of a dream match. It's the muscle monster, Daisuke Sekimoto and Munenor Sawa taking on Ringkampf, Timothy Thatcher, and Walter. Uh... I'm so fired up for this match. Thatcher and Walter have already had a great tag match in Evolve. Uh, My understanding is they're doing great stuff in WXW that I'm not watching, but I hear that it's very good. And you throw them in there, especially the way that Walter brings out like the the more uh, brutal, punishing Timothy Thatcher. And you throw them in there with, Daisuke Sekimoto, who just loves to knock the hell out of people. Uh, you get a little Munenor Sawa, who I'm not as familiar with, but I understand that he too can uh, mix it up in a violent and brutal way. And I just think this is going to rule. If Will Ospreay doesn't show up, this is going to be the best match of the night by far. Strong take. Yeah, I think it'll be really good. Obviously... I'm a fake geek boy. I've seen one Sekimoto match and one Sawa match. I enjoyed them both. Uh, I love the ring comp tag team. And uh, I'm really, yeah, I'm excited for this match. I think, um, you know, it, it, it's the definition of a dream match. So it's definitely, you know, it's going to be good. Um, yeah, I, I'm, hap- I'm excited that all the people around me are going to be really excited. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a great crowd vibe, and, and I'm fired up for it. Yeah, I'm really pumped for the super generic 
uh, metal riff that uh, Sakamoto comes out to. And I hope that he's brought that with him to New Orleans. I keep tweeting at Sakamoto every time he tweets, like, please bring all the merchandise you have to New Orleans. I would like to purchase it. And he does not respond to me, which is sad. He doesn't even like my tweet. Um, I'm afraid he's not going to bring anything. And I got to have a Muscle Monster t-shirt, period. I hope you get the shirt, A.B. <laughs> Are you going to wear the Mike Bailey shirt this media weekend? I got a lot. My shirt game is going to be extremely strong yeah? this WrestleMania weekend. I've got the new Best Friends t-shirt, Cigarette Boys 2K18 on Pro Wrestling Tees. If you look on Trent's store, designed by our friend at Tim Welcomed from uh, Wrestling On Air. Excited, excited to see Tim in New Orleans. Uh, I've never met him in real life. Um and I'd then, say Tim is the best part of wrestling on air. He's up. He's one of the three best parts. You know why I say that? One of the four best parts. He's the, four. he's the only one who follows me on Twitter. So <laughs> I didn't realize that was the bit. Yeah, I used to be really mad. It took me a while. Socks was the last holdout, but now I have wow, all four have all follows. Um, but um, but I may be muted by some. You know, I, I wouldn't hold it against them. Sure. Anyway, I got the sick best friends T-shirt that Tim designed. I've got the DSA shirt where it says DSA, but it's in the NWO font. Everyone loved that shirt. Yeah. I got a fucking collector's item, limited edition Flow Slam t-shirt that I bought from Jeremy <laughs> Bonner on Twitter via the, for $15 via the cash app. I've got the cool Mike Bailey t-shirt with the kicking monkey. Um. I'm trying to think if I have any other wrestling shirt. Oh, yeah, the Wrestling Fans Against Fascism, WFAF.bigcartel.com. Stone Cold Steve Austin giving the stunner to Donald Trump. Um, it's a murderer's row of T-shirts. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what else to say about it. I went on a tangent. Um, <laughs> but, um some I'm really poor. I have like a poor sense of style, so I, w- I wouldn't say I'd be. I'm going to be the best dressed at WrestleMania weekend, but I will have some. Be wearing some cool shirts. It's not a stiff competition for best dressed at Mania weekend. Mm. I must say, so, at least on the male side, it's like there's <laughs> exactly. always like at WrestleMania weekend at these venues. There's always like some women who are just gorgeous and like very stylish, yeah. and then like the men yeah. that go to these shows. Um, yeah, we all think we can get away with just like throwing on uh, a t-shirt and a pair of jeans, uh, and that's what we do. Yeah, I mean, your wife is coming, so you have to like keep it. You have to like look a little bit respectable. Nah, dude, we're married. Mm. Wow, we have an inviolable contract. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope Sarah's not listening. Oh, uh, she'll listen. She's a big listener. Yeah. Um, I will. What I'll, are you wearing? I'll, I, I'm worried about my t-shirt game. I'm going to be honest. Mm. Like I thought I had a pretty good t-shirt game, but I'm kind of worried about it. Yeah. I haven't really collected any since last Mania weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do sometimes break out my collector's edition Voices of Wrestling t-shirt. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I may I may break that out again. Although I'm a little skeptical of like hanging out with Joe Lanza while wearing a Voices of Wrestling t-shirt. I mean, is Why that is weird? That? Do you think that's weird? Because then people like 
it's like you'll be like kind of like it'll be like you're hanging out with your friend who's in a band and you're like wearing their shirt. Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Like when I lived in Indianapolis, uh, this person told me a story that they were hanging out at some person's um, apartment. And I don't know if there was a game that day or whatever, but they were wearing a Peyton Manning uh, jersey, which they suck for that. But uh, somehow this person was friends with Peyton Manning and he like shows up at the I guess there couldn't have been a game because this story ends with Peyton Manning showing up. But he shows up at the apartment and it's like that's a really awkward. Right. You're wearing yeah. his jersey and he shows up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. Right. Lanza's is not quite on the same level. Yeah. Um, but so it, still it would be even more embarrassing for you. Right. Or should I repurpose my Voice of Wrestling shirt and on the back put Lanza and a number? Six, 69, obviously. <laughs> you should absolutely do that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be wearing uh, those along with some uh, hipstery skinny jeans, basically. So nice. However you feel about that. I was going to wear shorts, but I don't think it's going to be warm enough. Hmm. Yeah, well, a lot of shorts haters probably listen to this show. Oh, man. A lot of fucking dorks. <laughs> I just, said... Yeah. I said in the group chat that I was going to wear my hipster uh, denim shorts, which I would have done, but I don't think it's going to be warm enough for it. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. I'll check the weather. I'll cross that bridge when we come to it with the weather for it. We should move on. So that's the style um, portion. Uh, yeah. this episode the style the only style battle you're getting on this <laughs> podcast folks <laughs> that was very good very Thank good you. okay so uh next up may or may not be a high flyer showdown ar fox versus will osprey if will osprey shows up it'll be his first match in the promotion since mania week in 2016 ar fox is coming off a loss in a wwn title match against Keith Lee at Evolve 100. Um, I don't know. I'm really kind of down about this now because I'm kind of expecting that it's not going to happen. Yeah, I was really looking forward to this match because um, I think that they were... It's annoying that Will Ospreay tried to kill himself before the match where I was really excited to watch him try to kill himself. You know what I mean? He should have saved that. He should have saved the crazy yeah. shit for me personally. Right, he's supposed to die for our enjoyment. Yes, exactly. Right, right. Um, and so that was kind of a bump. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I was really looking forward. It was one of my most anticipated matches of the weekend. Um, and you want to talk about a guy who should beat Zack Sabre Jr. for the title or who I'd be excited to see win the Evolve Championship, uh, and it's A.R. Fox um, because I, I think he's oh. just operating on another level right now. I love the character. I love the skull. His work is great. Um, he oozes charisma. Imagine putting the championship belt on that act. That's quite a take, but it's like, is AR Fox really, I mean, can he be the champion of this promotion? The main guy? So yeah, I know he was the first champion, but I would like to see him win it again. I know, but like at this point, can you really like sell shows with, as with AR Fox as champion? Yes. Hmm. You don't think so? He just doesn't strike me at this point as like a big enough name. Like, but you could build, like there's so much room to grow with it. Like, I think if people like come to see one show and AR Fox and the Skulk are in the main event, 
they'll be like, oh, I got to come back and see A.R. Fox and the Skulk in the main event. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I can, can, you know, can you, like, um, imagine, like, a Darby Allen A.R. Fox title challenge and, like, A.R. Fox just being, like, a huge dickhead to him and, like, what a compelling – and, like, how compelling that would be. You know? Yeah, you're talking me into it. You're talking me into it. Um, I mean, this promotion does have to do something different. Um, yeah, no, I'm in. I'm in. You sold me. All right, amazing. Yeah, like I, I just, I just think that it's, yeah, I think that it's the way to go, or or a way to go. There's other people who could win it, but I think that Ar Fox is a good choice. Where you have a mix of like a guy who still has potential to go higher, but also he has like a decent sort of mainstream indie name. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I feel like he'd kind of fallen off the map a little bit before he showed back up and evolved, and I don't know why that is. But, uh, yeah, okay, I could see that. Um, I don't have much else to say about this match because I'm, at this point, just kind of hoping it happens. I guess I will say that Gabe said on Twitter that uh, they are already looking for someone to replace Osprey. There's a ton of people in town, so... Uh, it would be pretty easy to find somebody cool. I don't know if they can find anybody on Osprey's level. You ha- have you thought about that at all, Aaron? Of any ideas of people who could replace Osprey? Yeah, it should be low key. Well, obviously, that's always our answer when they're looking for somebody for yeah. a show. Can Gabe uh, bury whatever? I, I don't know about any issues between Loki and Gabe, but I just assume there are issues because Loki burns every bridge that he walks over. Um, can that be fixed? And can we see low key on these shows? Yeah, I hope so. I believe in the, I believe in like, I think it's like in the spirit of, of WrestleMania, you know, that's, Oh man, I hadn't even thought of that. Well, now I'm going to be disappointed no matter what, because I want it to be low key. Yeah. It's going to be like, we got Alistair black to do like a 10 minute, like non-film <laughs> match or whatever, you know, it doesn't make yeah. tape. It's like, it's like cool to, I guess you just see Alistair black or whatever. That's what, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be like, or like someone from like two, it's going to be like someone from two Oh five live. And it's going to be Tony. Nice. That doesn't make tape. <laughs> <laughs> that's who it's going to be. That's brutal. Uh, yeah, but, you're right. Uh, it's probably going to be a WWE person, like when they had Cedric Alexander on those one shows. You're right. Yeah. I bet. I bet that's who it's going to be. Um, which that could be cool, depending on who it is. I guess. Yeah. Johnny Gargano, who it's not going to be. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we'll see if Will shows up. He is an impulsive young man, so the fact that he said that like immediately after the match doesn't necessarily tell me that he's not going to be there next week. We'll see how he does. Uh, hopefully he's well enough to be there. That would be the best outcome. For sure. The next match is a tag team scramble. Now, the important stipulation of this match is it involves Doom Patrol, and if Dickinson and Jaka lose the fall, they lose the evolved tag team titles, which implies that if anybody else loses, the titles do not change. If anybody else takes the fall, the titles do not change hands. So the teams are Doom Patrol, who are the champions, versus the end versus James Drake and Anthony Henry, versus Tracy Williams and Dominic Guarini. What do you think about, well, we talked a little bit about the stipulation on the flagship, but, you know, there could be a lot of people who don't listen to the flagship, but do listen to this show. What do you think about the stipulation? 
I think it's dumb and bad. That's what I think of the stipulation. I think that like wrestling matches should at least have like an internal logic and an internal like sort of that's why I'm against handicap matches. Like I think that wrestling should have like a set of fairness where you can imagine a like a sort of like impartial person making these matches. And it just seems like a weird sort of imbalance that, you know, if people pin Jaka and Dickinson, they lose the titles. But if they pin anyone else, they don't. Like, I feel like this is a really, if I'm another instance in which Stokely Hathaway is just not doing his job here on behalf of Catchpoint, where it's like, not only are you defending your tag team championships against three other teams, so you only have a, a 25% chance to win the match, but also the the match rules incentivize it's not it's it's bad math. Well yeah, they don't necessarily have twenty five percent just because there's four of them. Well yeah, I mean, but you know, I think that it's a fair estimate, right? You know what I mean? It's not like fifty when you're in it's just you and one other team, it's you have a fifty fifty shot. If it's No, one team's better than the other. You're this is like a real Michael Cole moment for you. All right, whatever. In like, any does, event. Does every in person the- in the Royal Rumble have a one in thirty chance of winning? All right, smart ass. <laughs> I think all of our listeners, our intelligent listeners, <laughs> are yelling at their phone right now because you're saying terrible math things. Uh uh-huh. All in right, any I'll event, go ahead, go ahead. They have less of a chance to win in this match than they would in a in a one on one match. Do we agree on that, or am I missing you know some kind of you know calculation from uh, Mister Probability over here? <laughs> I think the probability is lower that they uh, escape victorious. Yeah, thanks. Anyway, <laughs> not only that, but the rules incentivize the other three teams to gang up on them since. That's the only way to win the title is to pin them. So um, I think these rules are unfair to Chris Dickinson and Jaka. I think that Stokely Hathaway is asleep at the wheel, and I refuse to stand for it. Um, I mean, I will. Ref- I will stand. I'm not going to do anything about it. But um, <laughs> but I just I don't know. I think it's like dumb and bad. I don't like those kinds of stipulations. I feel like this whole sort of like interwoven feud hasn't really clicked yet. It's like you understand why Chris Dickinson and Jock are fighting the end and like you understand why they have kind of the beef with Drake and Henry, but you don't really understand how any of the other teams sort of relate to each other. Um, You know, the end versus James Drake and Henry has been clunky. Um, I guess they have been feuding with Catchpoint, but really mostly with Dickinson and Jock. It's just like, I don't know. I think it would have been better to have just sort of built to like any kind of straight two on two tag team matches against any of these other teams would be more interesting. And uh, yeah. Yeah. The obvious match is doom patrol versus the workhorseman. That's the most interesting match. That's the best match. That's what we want. Um, I mean, I just don't care about we're on like year eight of the catch point dissension story. And I just could not care less. Nothing could happen in this match between Dickinson and Jaka and Williams and Garini that would make me care about it. Nothing. Yeah, it's like all great relationships take work, but not this much work. (laughs) 
<clears throat> yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Stokely, man, I just think, I mean, he's managing these people. Now they're having a tag match against each other. Mm. What are you doing, Stoke? Stop spending so much time shopping for cardigans and get back to managing your teams. Stop spending so much time doing podcasts. Oh. Huh? Start managing your team, Stoke. Wow. Yeah. Again. Stop, doing, stop spending so much time doing mini docs and worry about catch point. You are uh, being paid by these people to manage them. And you're just out here doing nothing. Doing nothing. I'm embarrassed. Once again, Aaron Bentley speaking, Aaron Taub speaking now. That was him. It wasn't me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll see you. Listen, Stokely, if you want to talk about this in New Orleans, I'll be there. You can pump up my little picture on Twitter, see what I look like. Come talk to me. We'll talk about the way you manage your stable. We'll talk about it. All right. Aaron, You're have you calling noticed? everybody out this week. Look, we got to. Do we're we? Going, yeah, we're building to the biggest weekend of the year. We have to have some hot feuds, period. We're going to have our, our boys are going to be there. Our whole crew is there. Look, uh, Epitasis, Oaken. Mike Spears are going to have to back us up in New Orleans. Do you think that's going to happen? I don't see it. Because <laughs> <laughs> look, the Sarahs are coming for us. Period. The Sarahs are their Sarahs are coming for us. They're bringing us candy. Yeah, but they also might come for it. That might be a trick. Like, have you thought about that? That they're trying to lure us in with the candy? And, and then they beat us up? Yeah, dude, they beat us up. I haven't, I haven't seen it coming. I mean, Alan Cunahan is a wiry dude. I mean, mm. uh, he's, he's Zack Sabre Jr. in some mm. ways. Built the same way. All right, well, I'll be on the lookout. Um... <laughs> If anyone wants to meet me in New Orleans, not to fight, but just to like say hi, say what's up, I will be hanging out with Aaron, but pretending not to know him. <laughs> it's like five or six paces behind. Uh, look, here's what I, the main thing I want to say to everyone. Please don't beat me up in front of my wife. Like, <laughs> just, I mean, I, I talk a big game on this show, uh, but I'm a little dude. And I'm very nice. And uh, my clients are all incarcerated and they really, they depend on me. And, mm. uh, and my wife's going to be there. Well, that's who you should bring, bring for backup. You should win a couple of these lawsuits <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. Get some of my people out? Yeah. Uh, I have some guys. I have two guys who just recently were released. So I could bring them. Yeah. There you go. All right. Um that went afield. Br- brutal couple of minutes for us. <laughs> uh, okay. Next match. 
In a non-title special challenge match, the WWN champion Keith Lee takes on Darby Allen. Are you looking forward to this match, AT? I'm going to let you talk for a while so I don't say anything. Yeah, that's good. I think our, I think, yeah, cool, cool. So it's Aaron T time. Just uh, all me. Some time to express my thoughts. Uh, I'm excited. I think that I am excited for this match. Um, I think I'm, we're enjoying the continuation of the Darby Allen redemption story, um, which has been compelling and good. I think, he, you know, I've said before, I think he's one of the most interesting characters in this promotion and maybe the most interesting and uh, there was a good mini doc talking about how he's had to deal with big guys like Keith Lee and Walter all his life, pushing him around. Darby Allen's not going to take it anymore. He doesn't care. He's just going to stand toe to toe with these big dudes. WrestleMania weekend. Uh, he lost pretty handily to Keith Lee back in October. And in December, Darby won a three way that also included Tracy Williams. So this is an opportunity for Darby to show his progression from that singles loss back in October. Um, and uh, I, I look forward to it. I think it'll be interesting to see, um, can sort of discern a lot about where Darby's going next based on how competitive he is in this match. Maybe he'll win. I'm rooting for him to win. You kind of need him to win, right? Going into the Walter match? Sure, right. Or maybe not. Maybe it's like he loses to Keith Lee, but he gets the big win against Walter. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. He's two tough matches for... To, for Darby Allen, for uh, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm excited for it too, for all the reasons that you mentioned. So I won't belabor the point. Um, the opener of the show, a special attraction match: Austin Theory without Priscilla Kelly taking on DJZ. Theory's looking to get back on track uh, after he lost uh, his big title match to Zach, and then lost in the four way match to be the number one contender the next night. Uh, as I mentioned, Priscilla Kelly's not on these shows. Uh, she was suspended from the promotion for these shows. We've been told that she will be performing for Tokyo Joshi Pro in Japan uh, over the weekend, and that's why she's not going to be around. Uh, and then DJ Z's back after being injured. His last appearance was at Evolve 97 in December when he lost to AR Fox. Uh, I think this is a great choice to open the show. DJ Z is going to be nuts. Theory can hang with him, and this is going to be one of those, you know, exciting openers that gets you fired up for the show and doesn't give you a second to breathe before uh, the show gets started. So I'm pumped for it. Yeah, and it's going to be my first match of Mania Weekend, so I'm really excited. Yeah. Like, I think last year, did they open with Ricochet versus Keith Lee last year? No, they didn't, but it was early in the show, I think. Yeah, they Keith were doing Lee. those weird early matches with, like, uh, big, Jason big Kincaid names. and Sammy yeah. Guevara. And other people who were involved in those. Right, like yeah, the yeah, yeah. But yeah, in any event, I'm excited. I can't wait to get to Mania Weekend. I can't wait to like have this be the first match. I think it's been great. I'm so excited to see DJ Z back. I think that's a guy who really... Then they haven't... He's had good matches, but they haven't really told any stories with him. So that's one thing I'm looking for this weekend. I hope to see like some kind of... Um, you know, I think he's lost most, if not all, of his matches um, and evolved so far. So I, I look forward to sort of seeing... Uh, where he goes from here and 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 if they give him sort of a storyline or something to do you know narratively and also yeah i hope austin theory is another guy who you know um could be built back to another title shot against zach saber jr and who i erroneously picked to win the title back at evolve 100 um 
I think that he's a good candidate as well. And so he can get a win here and maybe he beats Keith Lee the next day. You know, maybe you, you sort of build back to the uh, the uh, Austin Theory uh, title win. So I don't know. I'm excited to see this. A lot of, this is a great show. I know we sort of, we really kind of got distracted a lot in trying to talk about it. But uh, but this is a great show. I think everything on it should be good to great, and I uh, really hope Will Osprey is, is 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 fit to wrestle. Yeah, if Osprey wrestles, or if someone vaguely on that same level, this this could be the show of the weekend. I mean, it could absolutely deliver on that level. Stokely Hathaway, Jason Kincaid, and others are apparently booked for this show. Also, we'll we'll see how that goes. There is a new Jason Kincaid mini doc. Jason has apparently shaved his head, which uh, and has a big head tattoo, which I'm happy to see because you know white guy with dreads, not a good look. So happy for Jason, uh, and we'll see how he factors into this weekend. One more thing about Austin Theory, I think they could go two ways this weekend. One that he struggles to win without. Priscilla and two that he shows that he can win without Priscilla Kelly. I hope they go down one of those paths uh, so that to add a little more intrigue to his matches. What do you think about uh, that idea? I think it's a good idea. Yeah. They can sort of tell Yeah, how does Austin theory exist without Priscilla Kelly now, you know, with her um, suspended uh, in storyline. Yeah. I, it, I'm, I will be looking for it too. It would be good to see some progression from him because in the past he's only been able to really win with her help. So this is a yeah, big test for him. It is a bummer though because she really is a big part of the act. Yeah, she, and she's she's over the past couple months of shows she's really sort of I've come to see you know how much she adds and how good she is at what her, at her at her role. And her one spot per match is always. Good and exciting. Yeah, it's a highlight. Yeah, so that's going to be a bummer. But that's Evolve 102, uh, and that'll finish off Thursday night. We've only made it through one day so far, folks. Uh, Friday at noon, the choice is between – now, it's trademark, so we're not calling this the path of greatness. Uh, We just want to give you guys an idea of of what we're doing. So Friday at noon, the crash versus progress. Uh, Where are you going, A.T.? I don't know if I'm going. To, I don't have tickets to either yet. Ooh, um, you're thinking about sitting it out. Yeah, well, because I was like, I want there to be some time where I just like hang out in New Orleans because I, I love New Orleans. I think it's a great city. Um, I think if I did one, I would go to the Crash because I'm going to Progress on Saturday, and the Crash gives me a chance to see different dudes. Like I'm so ignorant about lucha, um, so it'd be cool to like see some lucha stuff, see some flips, and some some head scissors. Does it influence you at all that people like uh, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn are only going to be on this progress show? No, I didn't even know that. Um, to be because I I, uh, I like those guys, but I've I've seen those guys, and I'm not as um, up on the Brit rest scene, so it doesn't like I don't know. They're great wrestlers, but I've seen them, and I'm I don't I'm not like dying to see them again. Yeah, I don't have tickets to either of these shows right now either, and I'm trying to decide which one to go to. I don't know. It's probably going to be a game-time decision for me. Uh, but I will very likely be at one of these shows. Uh, then at 4 p.m., you can either go to Rev Pro or Evolve. The Rev Pro card is uh, highlighted, for me at least, by 
Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tomohiro Ishii, and Minoru Suzuki taking on Jeff Cobb. Um, what? Where are you going for this show, AT, or for this time slot? I'm going to Rev Pro. So you're, I'm, betray- uh, you're betraying Evolve? I am. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I'm going to Rev Pro. I think that like it's tough because like with the Evolve two Evolve shows in the Super Show, it's like you're seeing a lot of the same guys three times and I don't really need to do that. And I need to yell, you know, Kaze ni nare, you know, I need to do it. I have Absolutely. to, that's like a big thing. And I think that that's going to be a really fun show. And so, I don't know. I wanted to make sure I got to at least one show at like the WrestleCon area. Cause last year I, I stayed at a place that was like nearer to WrestleCon than the Evolve venue and I just spent like the entire weekend in traffic. Yeah, the Orlando the drive was uh, kind of brutal going back and forth between the events. We were closer to the WrestleCon venue too. Yeah. So unlike the noon time where I have tickets to no show, I actually have tickets to both of these shows. <sighs> so I bought tickets to Evolve early on. Well, as soon as they announced Sekimoto, but then. It looks like Minoru Suzuki is only going to be on the Rev Pro show, not appearing at the Ring of Honor show like I'd hoped. And I just can't miss Minoru Suzuki. That's what it comes down to. So I'm probably going to be at Rev Pro also. But I will be catching Evolve 103 at some point, I'm sure. Uh, the main event of this show, Evolve versus the World, match number one. That's kind of the theme of, of this show. Uh, is Matt Riddle versus Daisuke Sekimoto. Before we talk about that match, AT, I want to get your uh, – I forgot to do this for 102. What are your overall thoughts for the 103 card? Well, it's, I think it's less interesting than the other shows that they're doing this weekend, and it feels like they kind of were like, well, this can be the show where we don't put the absolute best foot forward. Um, and I think that, I think it's good. Like everything looks good, but there's nothing really that strikes me as something I I have to see. Um, and so, yeah, I think it'll be a fun show, but I'm not like devastated that I'm missing it. Yeah. I I wrote about this show for voiceswrestling.com. did a little preview. I have no idea if that's up or when it's going up, but part of the point that I made in that piece was, it almost feels like Gabe is uh, acknowledging that the Rev Pro show is probably the bigger draw. Uh, maybe I'm reading too much into that, but this this card is a little less exciting than the others. Uh, if we look at ticket sales, kind of plays into it a little bit. Uh, the this evolved show, although I don't know, this evolved show has sold 371 tickets. The evolved show on Thursday night. Has only sold 369. Now it's up against WrestleCon Super Show, which we I guess we didn't talk about that at all, actually. We're both going to Evolve 102 instead of the Super Show. But it has, you know, uh, the Golden Lovers are on that show, so it's a pretty big draw. But um, the Rev Pro Show has sold 316 just of reserve floor seats. Presumably it's sold a whole lot of general admission. I, for example... Sorry about that. I had a cough. For example, the Evolve show Friday night has sold 156 general admission tickets. So even if we just assume 
that RevPro sold that many, then it's approaching, you know, 500 tickets sold compared to Evolve's 371. So uh, it's doing quite a bit better, but it's hard to blame it based on the talent that's going to be on the show. So the the main event, <clears throat> as we said, is going to be Matt Riddle versus Daisuke Sekimoto. It's almost hard to believe that I'm not like uh, fired up out of my out of my mind for this match. I guess my big concern is that this Sekimoto could play into all the things about Riddle that I don't like, which is like Sekimoto loves to do the the no sell German spot. And the one count kick out, I mean, he's the king of that kind of match. And I could see this just being these two guys uh, knocking each other to death and uh, no selling whatsoever. <clears throat> I think the thing that Riddle, maybe I'm inferring too much about Matt Riddle again. I think the thing that Riddle, if he's ever watched Sekimoto and thought, oh, yeah, I'd like to kind of work like that guy, because he does somewhat similar style. He does a lot more MMA stuff than Sekimoto does. But what he's missing is that the great Sekimoto matches are built on Sekimoto's selling. And it's that he has this big comeback and then does the no-selling and lays into the other guy that really gets the crowd fired up. And Riddle is not, which Riddle's brand new in the industry, so you know he's going to get better, but he's not anywhere near Sekimoto's level on that. So I guess I'm just worried that this is going to become uh, a no-sell fest and uh, – not be that interesting to me, although it might be fun live. Do you have any thoughts about this match at all, AT? No, I'm sure. Like, that's the thing. I was like, we talked about this when we did the flagship preview, but there's a lot of match on this, on this, on this, on this cards, on this card. Yeah, there are a lot of matches on this card where I just feel like my response is like, oh, cool. That looks like a good match. Like, that'll be really good. But I don't have like sort of, and maybe that's just because I'm like not as familiar with some of the guys. And real, yeah, that's a lot. Like a lot of it is there's like a lot of non-evolved regulars and I don't know a lot or like I haven't seen a lot of them. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I hope I hope your fears are unfounded and that the match is great. Yeah, it just mostly comes off of a, as a card that if I were it was a normal evolved weekend and I was planning to watch this on TV, I'd be pumped about it. But the idea of going to see it live doesn't really fire me up that much. For sure. The, ne- the next match evolved versus the world match two. The rivalry goes into singles competition. Chris Dickinson takes on Travis Banks. Uh, I just, outside of his South Pacific power trip work, I just don't know much about Travis Banks. The only thing I've ever seen are like the matches I saw live with South Pacific power trip. So I just don't have a lot to say about this match. I'm a big Chris Dickinson fan. We'll see. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know enough to say. Yeah, I imagine it'll be good. Um He's the, current, he's the current progress world champion, Travis Banks. And um, yeah, no, their tag, their two tag team matches were great. Um, and so I hope that they're able to rekindle uh, that, that energy. Yeah, Evolve versus the world match number three. Jaka takes on Munanora Sawa. Again, I don't know uh, a ton about Sawa. It seems like this is a pretty good matchup style-wise and that it could be very cool. I just... I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I think it'll be fun and good. I, you know, I like Jocka a lot, and I, I, the the match I saw with Saw was good, and yeah, I think it'll be a, a. I, I think that yeah, I would look forward to that match if I were going to the show. 
And I look forward to watching it on uh, Club WWN nice. when I get home. Yeah. Uh, this is the next match is the one I'm really looking forward to. This is the one that really makes me second guess of uh, whether I should go to this show. Evolve versus the world match number four. Darby Allen takes on Walter. This match goes back to, uh, or the feud here, goes back to Evolve 99 in January when Walter, well, I'm having some real problems here. When Walter uh, was pretty derisive toward Darby Allen, said, this is a professional wrestling ring. What the fuck are you doing here? You know, basically, look, I look like a guy who should wrestle. You look like a geek. Uh, Why are you here? They did a lot of uh, good stuff building this in the mini doc you were talking about earlier where Darby kind of responded to some of that. Uh, I saw somebody on Twitter recently refer to Walter as a prison guard, and I couldn't agree with it more. As someone who deals with a lot of prison guards, yes, I think Walter is absolutely a prison guard. Yeah, I can see it. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I hope that, It'll be interesting again to see like how Darby Allen stacks up against these big guys and whether they make him out to be a credible threat or not. Uh, and I think that they will. I think that like these are matches where you could very easily see them build a match in a way where Darby Allen loses one or both, but he gets over and more in losing in a competitive, hard fought, and exciting match. Um, yeah, and I want to see Darby kick this guy's ass. Walter was such a dickhead to him, and and Darby's the man. So yeah, this has been a well built match. And really, I hope that they build it more. Like, I hope that this, I think that, like, this feud could have legs. Like, they've sort of found an interesting story. It's not been built to a point where it feels like a main event match. But if this were the first match in sort of, like, a series of matches in a feud between these two guys, I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, Darby probably shouldn't win this match. Right. He should probably win down the road somewhere. Yeah, I like that. And if if they have, well, you know, we don't know how long Walter's going to be around in this promotion, but if they have the time to do it, it would be really cool. Uh, I mean, they had, Darby got a big win at Mini Weekend last year, and that, that was so much fun, and I would love to, well, I'm not going to see it, but that would be fun to live through again. But uh, I think the better long-term story is for him to come up short here. For sure. The next match is a non-title match. The WWN champion Keith Lee takes on Austin Theory. What do you think about this one, AT? I think it'll be fun. Um, and I also, again, another match where it's like both Darby Al- uh, sorry, both Walter and Keith Lee are sort of measuring sticks on this show for the two sort of up-and-comers and evolve, the two sort of guys who were tapped and, and noted by William Regal as wrestlers who will be sort of making the leap and evolve in the coming months. And so, again, um, it'll be fascinating to see how Austin Theory stacks up against Keith Lee um, and whether he's ready for primetime, whether, whether, whether Austin Theory is sort of headed back down the card for a little while or whether he is um, sort of getting ready to be built up for another title shot against Zack Sabre Jr. So that's a fascinating match for me. Um, and, and I think it'll be good. I think it'll, it's like two sort of high-end indie wrestlers with a match that feels like it has stakes in a way. Cause like some of these matches between evolve guys and outsiders don't feel like they matter as much to me, even though they're, they're fun, but they don't feel like the one I love wrestling. Cause I, I like to see who wins and loses and sort of the stories of the guys moving up and down and pursuing the championships. 
and so I like the, I like this match a lot as far as you know seeing where two guys are going. Yeah, I'd feel better if this were. Well, we don't know what the order is going to be yet, but if this were positioned higher on the card, I'd feel a little better about what we were going to get. But I know it's a little different because he wasn't the star that he is now, but Keith Lee brought it at Mania Weekend last year. The match with Ricochet, the match with Donovan Dijak. So you may think, look, you're not outshining me with uh, Sekimoto and Sawa and these guys. Like, I'm going to bring it. So this could be really good, I think. Uh, and, And interestingly, they've never had a singles match which is sometimes rare and evolve. They burn through a lot of singles matches. So they've been in four ways together, uh, one at Progress in New York City and at last year's WWN Super Show. Uh, but this will be the first one-on-one matchup. So that's cool. And uh, this match and the Darby Allen versus Walter match will be the two that I'm really looking forward to seeing when I get back home and can fire up Club WWN. There's a four-way freestyle before this, AR Fox versus DJZ versus Jason Kincaid, versus Tracy Williams, who will be joined by Stokely Hathaway. Don't have strong feelings about this. AR Fox and DJZ are cool and will do cool stuff. But the other two, I don't really care about that much. Yeah, well, we'll see the new attitude. Jason Kincaid uh, with his hair cut off and kind of a more edgy vibe. He's really getting, he's really starting to snap. Um, So we'll see how that story progresses. But yeah, four-way matches, it's like weird. It's hard to find things to say about them sometimes. And the other match that's left, a special challenge match. Timothy Thatcher takes on Dominic Guarini. Um, We've already had it out about this match on the flagship. Uh, I expect that it's going to be very bad. Um, Of course, they did have uh, some nice interactions in that, uh, in the match, their tag match against, or the Tracy and Guarini tag match against Rinkoff at Evolve 98. But I'm just not convinced about the two of these in a one-on-one match. Yeah, Aaron's wrong. This match is going to be great. For all you dorks out there with your spreadsheets, this is going to be three and a half stars or better for all the spreadsheet dorks out there. Um, Yeah, this this is is going to top out at about two and a half is the best it could possibly be. Well, this this podcast will live on the internet forever and everyone will have a chance to see (laughs) how Aaron T. once again the true right boy of the Everything Evolves podcast uh, coming through with another classic, patented, correct take. <laughs> uh, the the that's the only those are all the matches that are announced. There aren't there isn't even any other talent that's announced for that show, as far as I know. Uh, so that takes us into the eight p.m. time slot, and uh, the big show is Impact taking on Lucha Underground. Are you excited about uh, the rematch? I don't, I don't know if I had a match before. Eddie Edwards taking on Sammy Callahan, but as his Lucha Underground character. No. <laughs> uh, I didn't even know that was happening. I will not be attending Impact versus Lucha Underground. I learned thanks to uh, one Garrett Kidney right. about the Eddie Edwards versus Sammy Callahan but apparently he had a different name in Lucha Underground. Huh. Yeah, yeah. those are two promotions that, um, you know, you really have to love wrestling to watch those two promotions. I will say that uh, Sarah is very disappointed because we are not going to see Big Papa Pump. She's a big Scott Steiner fan who is really? apparently going to be on this show. And 
she really like the other morning she asked me like, oh, but we're still going to see Big Papa Pump, right? And I'm like, oh, oh, no, no, we're not. And she was very disappointed. I did not uh, peg Sarah for being one of Big Papa Pump's freaks. Oh, for sure. As he calls them. But, um, you know, so, you can't you can't judge a book by its cover. If you hang out with Sarah enough uh, over many a weekend, she will make at least one freaks and peaks joke. It's just going to happen. Awesome. Cool. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Looking forward to it. Unfortunately, instead of C, I mean, he, uh, Scott Steiner does math about as well as you, uh, AT. So oh. I'm surprised that you're not a bigger fan, really. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Probability over here. But the big, the big show. Mr. Fibonacci. <laughs> the big show on Friday night is the WWN Super Show uh, going on at 8 p.m. The main event of this show is a WWN championship match. I've started it again. AT, what are your overall thoughts on the WWN Super Show? Um, this is an exciting show. I think Sekimoto versus Keith Lee is good. I'm higher on Keith Lee than I am on Matt Riddle, so this match is more enticing to me. Um, I think Zach versus Saw was a great, really exciting match. Um, yeah, Dickinson and Jaka versus versus uh, the Ring Comp boys is like, fucking mount up, let's go. That's how I feel about that match. I'm like, I'm ready to watch these dudes beat the fuck out of each other. All right. It's real Doom Patrol hours up in here. I'm, yeah, let's fucking get it cracking. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is a very deep and very good show. Um, and definitely, not. I'm not as excited for it as the Thursday show, but I'm more excited for it than the, than the other Friday show. Now, something we haven't mentioned, uh, this has been going around on Twitter, is the, the rules of the Louisiana – uh, Sports Athletic Commission, something like that. The commission that regulates wrestling in the state has a lot of weird rules about you know, no pile drivers, no power bombs. Uh, basically, any big spot is banned. Um, do you think that's going to have any effect on the WWN shows or any of the independent Mania Weekend shows? I don't know. It seems fake. You know what I mean? I'm like, these commissions really care. I feel like if you give the commissions enough money under the table, it's going to be fine. Don't you think? Yeah, I kind of don't expect that. I don't know. Apparently these are real regulations and a lot of people have talked about them. But I've just, it's never, they had mania in New Orleans a couple of years ago. I don't remember any talk about not being able to have, uh, you know, not be able to do certain spots. And do you remember any talk about that then? No. And these dudes will figure out ways to do it. And even if they are the rules, like there are other ways to make great wrestling. I have, I have faith in the performers to adapt uh, what they do to whatever commission rules there are. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to find the tweet right now, but Gabe Sapolsky uh, discussed this on Twitter. And I haven't found it yet, but his basic comment was he basically said they're not even real. Like, this is not a thing. I mean, they are real, obviously, but he doesn't think it's going to have any effect on the shows. So I'm not expecting there to be anything weird uh, at all. Yeah. Uh, And now that Will Ospreay is not going to be on the shows, maybe there won't be as, you know, a lot of you are worried about, you know, people teasing the, the band spots, like the most meta possible uh, wrestling. 
But it looked like Will had mainly leaned into that. So if we don't see Will, we may not see that. Yeah. All right. WWE Super Show, the main event, or main event number one, I'm sorry, WWE Championship match. If Lee is still the champion, of course, he will take on Daisuke Sekimoto. Uh, AT already gave us his thoughts on that match. I'm less excited than I was when uh, XWA in London announced that match back in like May of last year. And I was like, I should fly there and watch this match. I was so excited about it. Um, but it still should be very cool. Once it gets going, I'll be pumped up about it. Um, the next match is the Zack Sabre Jr. versus Munenora Sawa match, of course, for the Evolve Championship, if Zack is still champion. Um, I really wish, AT, that you hadn't already given all your takes because I really need a drink of water. So, All right, you drink that water. Here, this. Here's the take. The take, the further take, is that it's a nice continuation of Evolve history, right? There was that big uh, Sawa versus Brian Danielson match in the early days of the promotion when Brian Danielson was between his two WWE tenures. And now we're continuing this legacy with Zack Sabre Jr., the sort of clear, you know, artistic ancestor of Brian Danielson, a descendant of his style of wrestling. So I think it's a nice little, like, this generation's Brian Danielson gets to wrestle Sawa. So I'm for it. I think it'll be good. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, uh, Zach won't be champion anymore. Maybe he'll have lost to Matt Riddle, but I still I think Zach's getting the dub. We didn't mention that Zach isn't on Evolve 103. Do you think that tells us that he's losing to Riddle? No. No, I think that just means that Zach's busy. You don't think you don't think it'd be weird to run a match without your champion? Or run a show without your champion? No. No. I don't think so. All right. You could do it. He went away. He's been Thanks. away. I appreciate that. No, but he's like he's been away, and and they've yeah. had shows without him. It's just weird that he's like working across town when, like last year, he worked this show and the Rep Pro Show, which I also think went up against each other, and he worked both. So I, I think it's weird. Maybe, maybe it's a tell. Maybe we're mm-hmm. getting Matt Riddle versus Will Osprey, or Will Osprey's replacement for the Evolve Championship. Maybe, maybe. Uh, my thing on Saber versus Sawa is it'll either be a grappling exhibition that I won't be terribly interested in, but it might be cool. Or I have heard that Sawa can get uh, can get pretty shitty with you, so I would love to see them get shitty with each other and it turn into a, a little fight. So if that happens, I'll probably be very into it. The Evolved Tag Team Championship uh, is on the line. Do you say tag team championship or tag team championships? It's just one, right? No, there's two. It's the Evolve Tag Team Championships. I think it's just one. I think it's the Evolve Tag Team Championship. Okay, well. I just wanted to ask you. Yeah. Just to see if you were right or wrong. Yeah, well. Uh, catch point, if they're still champions, if they didn't take the fall in the uh, tag team scramble match, will take on Walter and Timothy Thatcher yeah, this might this could be the best match of the weekend uh, of the Evolve weekend period. Yes, it could be the best match of the whole weekend. Yeah, I was trying to think about that as I said it. It could be. I mean, their match with South Pacific Power Trip was certainly one of the best matches of the weekend last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fired up for this. What more can be said about it? It's going to rule. The Shine Championship match, Lufisto 
takes on Holiday. I don't know who that is. Uh, I know who Lufisto is. I've seen her, but I, I don't know who Holiday is. Uh, but I've heard from people who watch Shine that this should be good. That's all I have on it. Cool. Can't be as good as Lufisto versus Tony Storm last year. Yeah, probably not. Tony Storm rules. Yeah, Aaron has a, has a big old crush on Tony Storm. Hey, hey, hey. That's not true. Um, my wife listens to the show. Um, <laughs> look, she's cute. Um, all right, I'm not going to turn her. I'm not going to objectify her on this show, Aaron, mm. like you're trying to do. <laughs> Gosh. A little bit of male gaze for uh, listeners at home. <laughs> yeah, so that's a match that's going to happen. The bonus main event, Matt Riddle versus maybe Will Ospreay, somebody else. Uh, this is probably the Riddle match I'm most excited about. I think this really? could be really cool. Huh. I'm like yeah. not excited at all about this match. No? No, I think it'll be fun, but it just feels like a match that will just get into like PWG style very quickly. Yeah, probably, but there's always the chance of Osprey doing something you've never seen before. And Riddle could go along with that, and Riddle's athletic enough to pull off some crazy stuff. Fair take. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope, again, if Osprey shows up. The opener of this show, this match is called The Six-Man Tradition Continues with the Stars Who Will Lead Indie Wrestling in 2018. And it includes Darby Allen. DJZ, and Trey Miguel taking on Austin Theory, Travis Banks, and Zach Wentz. I'm also pumped up for this match. Yeah, I think this is going to be wild. It's the opener. They're going to do. They're going to flip and fly. And and you know some of these guys getting their big evolve shots. You know Trey Miguel and, and Zachary Wentz. They're going to be trying to go all out. Yeah, I think that that's that's going to be a really fun match. Yeah, I'm pumped for that. This I'll is be- a really good show. This yeah, it is, is a really it's it's just tough with this Mania weekend because everything is so good. It's like hard to really stand out. Um Yeah, but this is like a great show that if it were happening at Laboom, I would be wilding out, you know? Yeah, that's the other reason that I would ended up deciding to go to Rev Pro is I don't want to be burnt out for this show. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have just seen all these guys wrestle. Right. So I think that'll really help and make this, uh, well, I guess I will have seen Zach Russell. But uh, otherwise, this is able to freshen up from the night before. So I'm excited about that. Uh, there's a couple of shows left. You know, we didn't say on, on Thursday night is the, uh, the Beyond show going on at midnight. Are you going to the Beyond intergender extravaganza? No. Are you, just, are you going? I went to Beyond last year and had an incredible time. Like Beyond is so it's so cool that you get to just like stand right by the ring and like put your hands on the ring and like, yeah, I think they're doing wrestling so up close. Oh well, yeah. that kind of takes away the the big appeal of Beyond. I think for me is just getting to be so close to it. I was planning to go to Beyond or at least think about it because I just kind of want to go to as many wrestling shows as I can on Mania weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get to go to a lot of live wrestling. There's not much around here. So I was going to do it, but uh, this isn't going to be some big uh, Lanza-esque screed. It's just the intergender matches just don't appeal to me personally. It's just I'm not excited about seeing it. So um, so I'm not going to go. 
That's it. I'm going to yeah. walk across the street to my hotel. Yeah, you're going to hang out on Bourbon Street, slam slam some non-alcoholic smoothies. Uh, no, I, I'm going to go back to the hotel and go to bed. Um, is probably what I'll do and get rested up for you know four shows in a row the next day, including at 11:55 p.m. Folks, Joey Janela's Spring Break. At, tell me. You're going to be in the building for Joey Janela Spring Break. Got to be a Joey Janela Spring Break. Number one with a bullet in most anticipated shows this weekend. Last year was some of the most fun ever. It was like brilliant. I mean, the fact that they like that they made such a great show where like the big spot that they built to was an Earl Hebner run ref run in was just brilliant. Like Joey Janela is just um on that universe brain shit. And I, the hype videos for the show have been incredible. Um, everyone's so excited. And I, I'm just, uh, what a feat. What a like marketing feat. This Joey Janela spring break has been, uh, cause I just, I cannot wait for this show. It cannot get here any sooner. And it's, it's weird, right? Because, if you just looked at the card for spring break, I could find, I don't know, at least five, eight Evolve matches over the weekend that are better matches than any of the spring break matches. I feel actually 100% confident about that, that I could find as many show as many matches as there are on spring break, I can find Evolve matches that are better. And yet, like you said, this is the number one show I most want to go to that I'm most looking forward to. Why? I think that the, the, the videos have given you a reason to care about these matches. We talk all the time about how having good matches isn't enough. And I think sometimes in evolve, the idea is like it's dice K Sekimoto. It's Keith Lee. It's two of the best in the world. Nothing more needs to be said. And that's just not true anymore. More needs to be said. You have to give people a reason to care about these matches because we've seen it all. You know, there will never be another Joe versus Kobashi. We've seen so many dream matches that unless you sort of build it up with like, like that David Starr, Mike Quackenbush match is like not really anyone's dream match. Like no one, if you were like, what's the one wrestling match you're dying to see? I don't think any wrestling fan would be like, yeah, it's definitely, you know, six months ago, it's definitely Mike Quackenbush versus David Starr. But they built it up on social media with David Starr talking about it. And then they made that amazing video and they gave you a reason to care. Our sweet boy, even though he's our enemy now, David Starr is finally getting the match that he really wants against Mike Quackenbush. Um, And it just feels special. Um, and, And so it's just like, the sort of big brain um, dream match booking just doesn't land as much anymore because, you know, we, ha- we've had like three years now already of the big new Japan stars coming over here and wrestling the ROH stars to the point where like, there are no more matches really left. There are almost no more big ROH versus new Japan matches left. They've done them all. And so, like, you got to get universe brain if you're going to sell something. And, that, and that's what this show is. It's just 
wild shit that just like lands in a certain spot and it's almost inexplicable. Um, but you know, like Nick Gage versus Pentagon Jr. or Penta Zero L Zero M was was booked for like a game changer wrestling show um, earlier this year or, or late last year, and I had no plans to go to the show and never would. Um, but then one of the guys pulled out and they built it up for this show in that amazing you know hype video that they made, uh, and, and you're just like, and it's in this unique context of. Um, like they've created, it's incredible that they've created a unique context of spring break in like one wrestling show and like a year of marketing, right? Because you know, spring break is this kind of like wild, it's this weird zone where everyone's kind of fucked up and like weird, wild, like fever dream shit just goes down. And, um, and it's amazing. I, I cannot wait for this show. And, and it speaks to sort of um, the fact that this game of, like, wrestling, like, wrestling is different now than it was a few years back. Mania Weekend has so much choice and so much great wrestling that you really have to find new ways to make people care. And it can't just be awesome wrestler A versus awesome wrestler B. you got to really, like, tap into people's, like, hearts. And, 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 and yeah, this is... And and this this Janela show is really doing it. So, well, and he also created an experience last year. Right. Exactly. Yes. No match on that show made my match of the year list or anything like that. But it was absolutely the best time I've ever had at a wrestling show. My biggest fear about this spring break is that there's no way it can top last year, because that was so much fun. Like. Joey Janela, who is a guy I had never seen wrestle before I watched that show, took on Marty Jannetty, who's been washed for decades, and it was excellent. Uh, just the experience of it was excellent. And Aaron already talked about the Earl Hebner tease. That was one of the best intra-show angles. I'm sure there are better ones, but that was amazing. In the moment... It was so fun. Uh, you know, seeing Glacier was a ton of fun. Janela speaks, I guess because he's one of us, to wrestling fans who came of age at a certain time. Yes. Yeah. And he, he plays into our nostalgia, and uh, he plays into just what we are into. He came around at the perfect time. He's he's the perfect person for the perfect time, right? Like, uh he just knows exactly what he's doing. It's wonderful. I don't ever watch a Game Changer wrestling show. I highly doubt I ever will. But I would never in a million years miss a spring break. And we can't be alone because unless general admission at WrestleCon is huge, spring break has sold more tickets than any show. And that, Deservedly so. Now WrestleCon uh, Super Show is sold out, I believe. But they would have to have about 700 general admission seats to have outsold Spring Break. And they may have that. I don't know. But Spring Break has sold 1,129 tickets. Evolve has, if you add up the two Evolve shows and the WWN Super Show, they eclipse that. But it takes all three of them to eclipse that. So it's... uh, 
I don't know. I, you can't, in a promotion like Evolve, you can't recreate what Janelle is doing. But you can take some inspiration from what he's doing. Uh, and AT was just talking about it, just that it's not enough. Dream, the dream match era is over. There are no dream matches left. And to the extent dream matches still exist, like there are, of course, some matches that we haven't seen. Even that's not enough anymore. Unless you, unless you run five years ago, John Cena versus Okada. I don't even know if that's enough, you know, but we just don't. There's so much wrestling now that we've seen so many great matches that I don't need that anymore. I don't care about it. I'm not driving anywhere to see a great match. I will only spend money to see an experience I've never had before. I'm going to go see Minoru Suzuki because I've never gotten to sing Kaze Ni Nare with a room full of people before. Not necessarily just to see Suzuki wrestle, but it's that experience with the crowd, with all your friends, singing the song and, and living the dream, right? Uh, getting to enjoy that. And that's what this whole weekend is about. When I'm picking shows, I'm picking what experience have I never had before? And that's what I'm going to get with Joey Janela. And that's what the rest of these promotions are going to have to try to Clap onto. Look at progress last year. The hottest ticket in uh, in New Orleans was the progress tickets. That's not the same this year because we've had that experience already, even if there are new matches. How can you create a new experience that the fans have never had? That's what these promoters are going to have to figure out going forward. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. And also, I want to say that the dream match isn't dead. You just have to sell it. You can't just have the dream match. You need to create a context for why these people are fighting and why someone should care. Like that Matt Riddle versus Loki match that everyone's fired up about for Bloodsport. Um, if they had just announced we're going to have Matt Riddle versus Loki, like people would have been excited, but not as excited as they are when they saw that video of, you know, Matt Riddle talking about how Loki's a badass and, you know, he's calling him, he's calling him out, you know, overlaid over the footage of Loki beating people up for real. Like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, you can't just put together great matches. You have to sell it and make and give people a reason to care. So, right. And, yeah. and even that match also has the built in intrigue of low key having shot on people before right. in matches. So, it's not just, they didn't just pick two big guys, two popular guys, and throw them in a match together. I mean, there's a lot of thought into. Here's a guy who's shot on people and, you know, there's issues with him hitting people for real. And then here you have a guy who's actually fought people for real. And it's like your imagination gets to run wild of what could happen in this match. You have to be there because it won't be the same on tape because you'll know what happened. What could you don't know what might happen in front of you? I mean, it's okay. I'm going to the Bloodsport show, period. (laughs) I mean, yeah, so exciting. All right. Uh, We can talk quickly about Saturday. Uh, we're going to go to progress at noon on Saturday, uh, at four o'clock CZW is running and shimmer is running. Are you planning on going to either of those shows? AT don't think so. Yeah. I think I'm going to rest up after progress, uh, get ready for Supercard of honor, which we're going to go to at seven 30. I think we're going to show up early so that we can catch the, uh, women of honor semifinals because we got to see Mayu Iwatani. We got to see her. I wish we were sitting closer so I could throw the streamers. She could do sure. the streamer twirl. Um, but yeah, it's going to be good. And and that show is like, yeah, it shows a, 
I'm excited to be with so many people not going to the big WWE show at the same time. You know, it's a big moment. I hope that they do as many thousand people as they can. Uh, even though ROH is owned by fascists, it's like a very, it's a line item for fascists. And um, I don't, I, I think it's really good for WWE to have competition. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm really excited to be there and to like cheer on, you know, freelance heroes, the Young Bucks and, you know, go see the big Kenny Omega versus DIY Cody Rhodes match. Um yeah, I don't know. I think it's and I know that Cody's like, you know, he had a head start on account of his father, but like I I'm very uh you know, I'm moved by what he's done on the indies and sort of making his own thing and and, ta- and taking that leap. And so, he could have he lived in WWE forever. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes kid. And uh he's gone out on his own. And that's a guy who has uh Lifted all tides. Right. Lifted all the boats or whatever the phrase yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, now, he did glom on the Bullet Club, but he was smart enough to do that. But he right. has lifted up. I mean, they basically are booking New Japan and Ring of Honor at this point. <laughs> yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, all of New Japan's big... These cards that they're announcing now are like half Bullet Club intrigue matches. It's wild. Uh, so... Yeah. Not a big fan of Cody and Ring, but I am 100% fired up to see his singles match with Omega because something is going to happen, storyline-wise. Right. And I'm invested in it. And uh, we, we didn't get to do a show around the time of when that Cody, was it Sport? No, the Ringer piece came out. Yeah. Uh, but that also got me 10 times more invested in Cody. It was just a great piece. Uh, screw all the haters who didn't like it. It ruled, and uh, I don't know. Good for Cody. Yay for Cody. Yeah. I will, can't wait to boo him out of the building. Right. Shout out to Mike Pialucci. He, I don't know if he listens to this podcast, but he wrote the shit out of that piece. It was great, Mike. If you do listen, excellent job. Big fan. Um, and, the, yeah, NXT is also that night. Would love to see the Gargano Ciampa match that's going to headline that show. Uh, I can't wait to check that out uh, when I get back to Louisville. And, of course, Sunday, Mania. Uh, I, I think both of us got our fill of Mania last year. Yeah, I will. And, like, it's a decent card, so I'll maybe watch it on TV somewhere in New Orleans. But uh, fool me once, shame on me. Is is kind of how I feel about Mania after paying $200 to have a fucking strobe light or whatever it was directly in my eye. Yeah, it was brutal. We were sitting in pretty close proximity yeah. to each other at Mania, and it was uh, – I had fun for the first, like, three hours. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, this must end soon. Uh, but it was cool to experience – one again, it was cool to have that experience one time, and now I've had it, and they can't create another experience that will probably ever draw me back to that show. Oh. So I think that's it. That's the whole weekend. Uh, if you want to come see us, we'll be at those shows. Come up and talk to us. We'd be happy to chat to our real Evolved Pod heads. Um, we're both pretty awkward, to be honest, uh, in personal interactions. So you don't think you are, AT? No, I'm, I'm cool. Okay, I'm I not can cool. Play cool. I'm not that cool. I try to play it cool. We'll see like, if it works. Yeah, I can, I can have a conversation. 
Well, yeah, I can have a conversation. I mean, AT and I had our first conversation at yeah. Mania Weekend last year. And now we have this fantastic podcast. So I think the moral of the story is talk to someone at Mania Weekend. You might get a podcast with them. Yeah. And the world definitely needs more <laughs> wrestling podcasts. For sure. So I think that's everything, AT. Do we have anything else we want to talk about uh, before we go? Yeah, just one quick plug. Uh, I, as I, if you want to see the uh, Street Fight Radio versus WrestleSplania show that uh, I, we mentioned at the top of the show uh, forever ago, um, it, I'm almost positive it's going to be on their their Vimeo on Street Fight Radio's Vimeo page uh, at some point next in the coming weeks or months. And uh, it was a great show. Uh, the Street Fight guys were so funny. The WrestleSplania women were hysterical um everyone was it was a great show and i was like so impressed by um the performance that all those people gave they were all just like really on their shit and like it's funny because like they made this comedy show but like the competition like follows the beats of pro wrestling so if you love pro wrestling the way that we do on the show and you like some good jokes and you like hearing about drugs and various ways to scam people out of money um Definitely check that out uh, when it when it goes up. It was it's a great show. Uh, we shouted out our friends who are going to be in New Orleans. I want to make sure I give a shout out to some of our other close friends who are unfortunately not going to be there. Uh, so big shout outs to Erica, to Kara, and to Thoros. Those are uh, that's our crew pretty much. Uh, I want to remind everyone to be nice to Erica at all times. Uh, at Babyface Pop, just send her a message and uh, be nice to her. Send her a nice message. Yeah, I hard same. <laughs> me, yeah, yeah. Shout out to our friends. Um, yeah, and everyone else will uh, will see you in New Orleans. I'm yeah. I'm so excited to see you, Aaron. We're gonna get to hang out. I know it's gonna rule. Oh man, let's go! I know I can't wait. It's uh, I got to get through two more days of work, and then uh, it's mania time. All right, bud. I'll see you soon. All right, man. If you're dying for more uh, Wrong Boys content, make sure to check out part one of this week's Voices of Wrestling flagship podcast. I understand that our part of the uh, preview for Mania Weekend starts at about 45 minutes and 40 seconds, I believe is what AT tweeted out earlier. You should, of course, listen to the entire thing. But if you only want to listen to the best part, check out the Wrong Boys in part one. Uh, We didn't go as in-depth as we did on this show, and we did – many different bits than we did on this show. So you won't be getting too much repetition by checking that out. Uh, I wrote the preview for Evolve 103. Uh, I can't speak to the quality of it, so but it's out there, okay? I wrote it. Check it out. Give me those clicks. Uh, and I think that's it. You can check out all of our other good friends on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network at VoicesOfWrestling.com or on the podcast app of your choice. And I'm serious about the reviews. Go on iTunes. Rate us. Rate us five stars. Give us reviews, say all good stuff about us, and uh, we'll shout you out on the next episode of Everything Evolves, which will be a review show of our time at Mania Weekend. Uh, that may be, I could see that coming a little later in the week uh, after a uh, jam-packed weekend, and uh, it may feature Brian from Street Fight Radio. So look out for that. Look forward to seeing you all there. Hope to see a lot of you in New Orleans. And uh, that's it for Aaron. I'm Aaron. We're the wrong boys. See you next time.
Peyton Non Attorney Spokesperson. Janelle and Associates Law Firm with Principal Office in Houston, Texas is responsible for the content of this ad. Attention all active or retired military. If you are diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss after using yellow and black or yellow and olive dual ended earplugs, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. These earplugs permitted damaging sounds to enter the ear canal. If you served in the military and were later diagnosed with hearing loss or tinnitus, call 800 871 right now to see if you qualify for significant cash compensation. The manufacturer knew of the defect but did not warn its customers. Complaints alleged that the manufacturer manipulated test results to make it appear that the plugs met government standards. If you deployed to Iraq or Afghanistan anytime from 2003 through 2015 and are now suffering from diagnosed hearing loss or tinnitus, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call 800-871-7344 right now. Hurry, time is limited. Call 800-871-7344 now to see if you qualify for cash compensation. Call 800-871-7344. That's 800-871-7344. 800-871-7344. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck, and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available on our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today.